Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another installment of Innovation Crush, uh, recorded live here at Walmart Spark VIP Lounge. I'm your gracious host, Chris Denson. Um, you have a very penetrating gaze. Um, everybody, J.F. Bouchard is my guest today. Say hello, J.F. Hello, and thank you for having me. Uh, oh, thanks, thanks for being here. Um, I, yeah, those eyes. Um, so I guess for, for starters, um, I would love if you just did a little bit of a 101, like... Who is J.F. Bouchard? How do you define yourself? That's uh, that, that could be a long uh, definition because uh, <laughs> I think the first thing that defines me is that I have many interests. Um, one of them, uh, the most important interest, obviously, is the fact that I'm the chairman of Sidley and, and co-founder. Um, I'm also the, the, the founder and uh, chairman of C2 Montreal, which is uh, an innovation conference event, I should say, uh, that's held in uh, Montreal each year in May. And um, I'm also uh, a photographer. That's a passion project of mine. And a couple of other things, I guess. So, so you're not busy at all. You're, just, just, you're pretty much just lounge. <laughs> pretty I'm much lounging just lounging around. <laughs> lounging around. Well, let's start, let's start with Sidley. Because, um, I, I mean, it's a definitely uh, an amazing agency. You guys have you. built up over, what, 25 years now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. You're young, man. You, you almost. Still, you still we started it. young. We started young. <laughs> started young. Um, it's interesting because as I've been having conversations like, yeah, J.F. Bouchard is coming from, you know, from Sid Lee. It's like one of those agents that, uh, agencies that people know, but they don't fully know. Right. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, they do some cool like I, just maybe explain like the Sid Lee ecosystem. And especially I mean, I love that you guys have put together like a multidisciplinary kind of approach to problem solving for your clients. But just kind of let's start there and explain the breadth of what Sid Lee is. Well, been capable of. I think the best the, the, the best way uh, to do this is to go way back uh, to the very beginning uh, we um, decided to launch this this creative uh, agency uh, without having never having set foot uh, in an agency ourselves so we were students basically and quite honestly did not even realize that the industry was making a distinction between the various disciplines uh, so for us graphic design direct marketing advertising PR uh, design for us it was all the same it was uh, we, we called it commercial creativity and that's how we felt about it we didn't we did not even understand right. those uh, distinctions so we just started working very naively in a very multidisciplinary way um, right from the get-go um, so a client would approach us and say I need a campaign for uh, my chain of restaurants and we would experience the rest restaurant and then come back and say we're gonna do a campaign for you we need to redo uh, the restaurant themselves and we started doing that and it, it turned into our thing over the years and how's that work because that's an interesting thing to go into a restaurant and it's like no, no no I'm not gonna do marketing for you you need to change your whole you know <laughs> change yeah. your approach to your business um, like why like why go back that deep like most people take the check and like do the campaign and you know move on but why like take that approach to go there and make that additional suggestion which is also risky right it's a risky move to say like, yeah. Nah. Well, uh, you know what? Um, I think that uh, we probably think more as designers, I guess, than, than classical ad people. Um, and uh, design is so pervasive in so many things that, that we do. Um, and I think a lot of the agencies actually say that to clients, but uh, saying it and doing it are two different things. So if you tell a client your restaurant should be better and then you do nothing about it, but if you actually come back with uh, a design and you build uh, the, the place, uh, then it's a different conversation. And 
And again, we, we did this very naively and realized down the road after a couple of years, um, we realized that it was actually a business model that right. made us uh, distinctive. And we started in a very small uh, market. Uh, Montreal is a, a, a vibrant, creative city, but it, it's not uh, an advertising uh, mecca by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination, right. and uh, especially back then. So the idea for us was to basically apply creativity uh, to all the opportunities that we could put our hands on. So let's, let's put it in context, because I, I actually did one of your experiences, one of the recent ones, which like kind of crawled my social media and told me how susceptible I was to invasion of sorts, which as a consumer was like, ooh, this is scary just to learn, but also to do. It was like, uh, is it kind of meta where I'm like doing it and now you've also hacked into my thing? <laughs> um, and I forget, it was a uh, for one of the video games. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but just kind of like, let's It walk. was using uh, personal data in order to create an experience. Right, exactly. Of course, this was authorized by users, but it was spooky nevertheless. Yeah, right? it is super And it's like, a, it's like the amount of information that you were able to pull from, uh, you know, as an agency for yeah. that, you know, that particular client. And just before then, I'd like to taking a look at the North Face, you know, sort of the, the film where it's like, like shows the challenges of yeah. everything that's North Face, right? Like mountain climbing, skiing, hella skiing, et cetera, et cetera. But walk us through a couple of examples that you kind of feel are like prizes of the Sidley. Well, for, for many uh, clients, what we uh, have done over the years is really reimagine the whole uh, experience. So... Uh, connecting what happens in uh, the world of communications and what happens in the actual uh, experience in real life is is really what we're about. So what we often say is that um, you, you cannot, as a marketer, simply say things. You must be doing things as well. Right. And um, so that took us in interesting directions with clients where, uh, for some clients, we reimagined uh, what they do um, online, let's say, um, with uh, e-commerce, but then we would translate that into the actual stores. We would create uh, content around that. Right. Um, and, and that's really what gets us uh, fired up. It's this notion of creating something that's truly immersive um, and uh, that, that goes way beyond uh, communications or advertising. And, and of course, we still like like most uh, creative uh, creatives enjoy opportunities to create uh, advertising but we believe it it must live in a in an ecosystem that's driven by by experiential work a lot more than communication work and there, there's uh, that that's awesome i mean just that, that that whole approach to the business there was an interesting thing especially for an agency that's been around for 25 years and been able to do sort of this multidisciplinary approach there was a, at one point an interview I read with you where you, you, you said something to the effect of um, we saw that other agencies were having challenges and we saw those as opportunities. Um, kind of explain even that sort of mechanic to go like, OK, here's the problem in the industry and here's how we're going to approach the, the fix. Yeah, but well, from from our uh, from our our point of view, you have to understand we we came into this industry as total outsiders. So, and we started uh, as I mentioned earlier, very naively, and had to to work uh, our uh, our our way to where we are now. And basically, every single time agencies were struggling for some uh, with something, for us it was the stuff we 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 uh, we were getting uh, more easily. Uh, so, for example, um, at some point, Sidley was 
pretty much a digital shop. Um, for about you know five to ten years, uh, it was mainly uh, it was the core of what we were doing. Right. We were still doing uh, other uh, disciplines around that, of course, but digital got so big it took years for uh, for advertising and and design and architecture to actually uh, grow and and <laughs> right. uh, and and you know for things to be more calibrated but basically every every challenge agencies have had in uh, the, the past 20 years it, it was uh, the opportunities uh, for us to to be relevant and to to bring to the table what what we can do best well, there's also the other, i mean conversely right there's also the way a, the client or the business or the you know the the outside world looks at what sidley is and that's kind of like the beginning conversation was like oh i've heard of them and i kind of yeah. don't know exactly what they do right there's what's that art of persuasion that goes in like when you guys walk into a room because most most brands want the digital shop or they want yes. the vr group or they want yeah. the social media company but then you say no no no, we we could we can do it all in a sense well th to be honest this is not how we approach it because um i don't think anybody can do uh do it all um, for us it's possible to integrate many contact points uh, when uh, we have the right type of client in front of us with the, the right uh, challenge. But to be honest with you, uh, Chris, um, it's, it's actually a, a challenge for us to communicate clearly what we do. And we kind of enjoy the fact that there's a mystery ar around uh, <laughs> Sidley because it creates kind of a buzz, but it also creates confusion as to what we actually do. Right. And um, and I think part of it is is probably our own making and that we should probably a bit more be a bit more specific uh, about the fact that we believe that something needs to happen in the real world. And therefore, um, we, we, we love to work with clients who, who believe there should be an experiential portion into what they do, whether it's events, whether it's uh, in store, um, whether it's activations, but we, we, we like our work to be rooted in the real world. Right. Um, and maybe we should be a bit, <laughs> a bit clearer uh, in how we uh, communicate that. But you have to understand it's a challenge because if you walk the halls uh, at Sid Lee and... and I've some, never been invited, so... <laughs> well, ne next time uh, you're in Montreal, <laughs> we'll do that. But a few people have, uh, who toured the agency with us uh, were blown away in the past because because they, they would walk past uh, uh, workstations and they would see one person working on a 1,000-room uh, hotel that right. we're building with, uh, with our team of architects. And I think it's a budget of $300 million. Then they would see another uh, group of people working on an app. Then another bunch of people working on a uh, brand crazy. identity uh, job. Another group of people working on events like... They've never seen that. So finding a way to communicate that properly um, is not so easy. But I, I, what I would say is that the, 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 the thread in, uh, through all this is this notion that we, uh, we're not just about communications. We're about rooting communications into the real world in one shape or form. Uh, that's that's something we strongly believe in. Well, here's what I extracted, right? We uh, we transform brands into vibrant growth platforms by crafting meaningful human experiences. It sounds uh, a bit bullshitty, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think the way I phrased it before was better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's longer now. But at least you get a chance to explain so I'll this, change right? it. Like, <laughs> I commit to changing it now. I'm going to make it better, I promise. No, no, it's not, it's not, it's not bad. <laughs> I, I mean, because I, I, I like personally, I, like, I believe in the human experiences. I don't believe yeah. in like, oh, there's a meeting 
medium. Let's figure out how we do this on there. It's like, no, oh, the human this? experience part I really uh, yeah. like, actually. That's the part I like in this sentence. The word transform, we hear it uh, all the time now. but um, And it's something that we share uh, with some of our... Um, uh, we're part of a, a group called Q, yeah. uh, which is a collective of uh, companies. And uh, in that group um, with us um, is um, the, 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 the famous uh, design firm IDEO. Yes. And of course, these guys have written uh, the book on what it means to create uh, human-centric uh, design solutions. Maybe they can help you with this, um, this phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this maybe <laughs> maybe we picked it up from. Exactly. from the, hey guys, we need your help. help. But seriously, that that's something that we uh, we we uh, we share. Right. Um, we we don't like talking about uh, consumers uh, that much. Uh, our belief is that we should always adapt our thinking uh, depending on whether we're talking to a resident, a user, a parent, uh, a fan, uh, um, and to us. This requires a different mindset. Very often, it, it requires different disciplines to right. be brought around the table. So uh, we still use the word consumer, of course, as everybody else. But there's something that makes us uncomfortable, and we, we prefer uh, to look at it from uh, this this more humanistic uh, point of view. No, that's great. And I, I, I mean, I think with most brands, again, they kind of focused on the the tactic versus the individual. Uh, I was just ad advising the Google Launchpad recently, and I uh -huh. met with almost like 40 startups from around the world. And then I talked to the guys at Google, and I was like, you realize most of these companies have never met one of their customers. Because they, right. they're, they're all about the digital ecosystem, yes. and they've created great platforms. Like, but nobody's gone and said, like, hey, Joe, yeah. like, what is your day-to-day -day like? And like, really understand who that individual is. And I think focusing on a human experience yeah. from an altruistic standpoint. Like well, is, is that if there's one thing that uh, the IDEO uh, folks um, have uh, made an impression on us uh, with, it's precisely that. They're extremely good at that. So I think the whole... Um, the whole communications industry could learn a lot from from their approach. Yeah, um, so kind of like taking the human experience to Montreal and C two, um, you know, the conference. First of all, the blending of creativity and commerce. You know, that's, for those of you listening, that's what C two stands for, right? Creativity yes, that's correct. <laughs> I, I, I win a prize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then a ticket to C two. But then it's like yes, we and we talked about this on the phone previously. But yes, you've got great curation and programming, but there's a whole human experience to be had by being on the ground there. Kind of talk about the the bridge between, yes, let's get some good people up on stage talking, but also we want to create a little bit of a spectacle, if I, if I can say so. Well, the the belief there is that, um, and actually the the insight came from from going back to back to to TED and then going to Burning Man, and I realized that one event uh, I'd catered uh, to my emotions. And the other event had uh, catered to uh, my intellect, um, but I was not able to 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 to, ex to, to have both experiences in, in the same uh, event. And our belief is that in order for people to to truly be inspired, ab absorb uh, new uh, ideas, um, the notion that that this is. We, we believe that it, this is better done in a very immersive environment. So C2 Montreal is not really a conference. It, it's more an immersive event. Uh, so yes, of course, there are ta talks, but uh, there's uh, exhibitions, there's lots of workshops and master classes, and the whole, it's highly curated. We're currently uh, at South by Southwest, and I'm also a big fan of South by Southwest. I'm, uh, I'm now uh, coming every year, uh, but it's 
so radically out of you yet. <laughs> not yet. No, no. <laughs> ser- seriously, I they're they're very different things, and they cater to different uh, different needs. Um, our own approach to things is that it's highly uh, highly curated uh, experience. Everything is beautifully uh, designed, and uh, um, people are stimulated in, in so many ways. Whether it's the food you eat, uh, the, um, the the site itself, we we really took uh, the the concept of uh, business event and took uh, took it to a whole new level in terms of of uh, making it an immersive uh, experience that touches. Both uh, your intellect and 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 uh, well, it was one of the, it was one of the few pl- places in the world that I've had in, in a meeting on a Ferris wheel. Yep, uh, <laughs> and their picture actually ended up in your Montreal newspaper, by the way. I was yeah, like, Here's <laughs> this guy and such and such. So you were having a brain date. That's correct. yeah, I had yeah, a brain yeah. date yeah. exactly. Um, well, that's well, a very very popular concept. Uh, yeah, each year it's it's growing like crazy. Well, explain the brain date concept because I, lo- I love the fact that it's really you know highly curated networking, but you can also yeah. like go in and like okay, here's the individuals that I want. Yeah, it's to basically uh, dating for your brain. Your brain. We're actually uh, like using Tinder. a dating does, does it, uh, algorithm. Do these dates ever go a little bit further than? The oh, I guess. I guess some people do, but uh, <laughs> um, no. But seriously, it's, we're actually using a, a dating algorithm uh, to to run uh, this uh, this program, and uh, it's it's hugely uh, popular. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because that's an interesting thought, right? There's a science behind the wonder, right? It's not just like let's put a Ferris wheel in here for the sake of putting a Ferris wheel, um, or create the circus-like environment. If if I can be a yeah, little, yeah, a yeah, bit, uh, crude about it, but. Um, but there, I'm sure there's a human psychology science that goes into. Oh, absolutely, the and and Cirque du Soleil is is indeed a founding partner of uh, C2 with uh, with Sid Lee, and now C2 is a uh, ind- independently uh, ran uh, company. But um, the uh, the whole idea is to elevate um, the the notion of. Uh, of what an experience is almost to a science in terms of how people experience it. So we're, we're really pushing the envelope and we, we spend uh, uh, weeks sometimes thinking about how a concept can be uh, discovered or embraced by our users uh, by what we call a meaningful play, for example. Uh, so we're, we're pretty deep into trying to reimagine um, how you run an event uh, with its myriad of details, it's so it's so ridiculously complex. But um, I'm very pleasantly surprised to see how, when you embrace this complexity and actually put on uh, your shoulders the challenge of um, really creating not just the, the event, uh, the event as a whole, but almost everyone's uh, experience. And we're almost at that point. Um, as you, uh, you probably remember, we have uh, we have uh, dozens of concierge that that um, that are assigned to our guests. Right. Uh, but the ratio is, uh, I think, it's uh, one concierge per ten uh, attendant. Oh wow! So it's the, the the level we're getting at in terms of experience is, is pretty exciting. Oh yeah, no, the couple of brain days I did have is like three people were running out and like making sure the person was available, and then you know oh, that's sure because you're space. a VIP. It's different. That's true. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, like, I think I was the third black person there. So was like, oh, there's a black guy here. Let's make sure we t- we take good care. Of <laughs> we don't want bad reports. Uh, no, but and even with that brand, right? C two has been around for how long now? It's going to be the sixth uh, year uh, so, next May. So year 
seven, right? You start to evolve, right? C2 is going global. What's that like and, and why even bother to take it global? Why not just keep doing it in Montreal and, and just walk us through a little bit of that thinking? Well, we, we want Montreal to be the, the flagship and, and um, the, the place where we incubate uh, the new concepts and, and, and then uh, move them around the world. But uh, what, what's happening is that a lot of people um, have uh, asked us if, if we could do uh, similar events uh, in their own country or city. And we kind of love the idea because we will be able to create a network um, that people uh, will be able to, to leverage. Um, and our goal is to expose talents to um, many audiences, not just uh, the audience we have in Montreal. It's fairly international. There's people from 50 countries who come each year. Uh, but um, um, the notion of also going abroad, we believe, will help us tap into uh, new uh, creative communities. And uh, we, we find that very stimulating. We, we expanded, uh, when we expanded Sidley abroad, it, it was such a, a rich uh, cultural experience right. that now we're hoping to do the same with C2, but in, in different uh, countries and different cities. That's awesome, um, and and good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Based on my silly experience, I can tell you that uh, it's always a challenge to expand globally. You, but you seem very cool, calm, and collected. Like, um, what's your approach to like just managing all these things? And it, we like, and just so the audience knows, we haven't even touched on like the Sidley Collective, which is your arts, inc you know, and yeah. and business incubator, and just the other things that are part of your ecosystem. Yeah. What's yours? Like we were joking earlier. You're like, I gotta go for a run later just to wake, <laughs> wake myself up. Like, what's your? No, but, where uh, you put, find put your own? Simply the our. Our whole uh, uh, approach to management is really to see uh, the leadership as a collective. And Sidley has been like this for the longest time. We have 50 partners at, at Sidley. That's a lot of, uh, of partners. And we now became part of uh, Q about two years ago, which also considers itself as a, as a collective. And people yeah. work together, but in a very informal way. But what that means is that uh, by, by being generous and uh, um, you know, making a lot of people stakeholders in the adventure, um, and uh, limiting uh, the level of hierarchy in the company, um, we've created this, this, this collective mindset. And that means that uh, my role historically has been to be the almost the MC of the <laughs> the, the collective, um, and now it's, it's like, yeah, put your hands in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a bit of that. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Um, and now my uh, my partner uh, Bertrand is uh, CEO, so he's, he's got uh, more of that uh, to do. I'm now uh, I'm now uh, chairman, uh, but um, the, the 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 leadership of uh, the company and Philippe, who's uh, who's uh, the chief uh, creative officer. We've been together for the longest time, but it's not just uh, a couple of uh, people. It's actually a large group right. of people. So with 50 partners um, taking care of, the, of, uh, of business, you, you, you can actually go for a run if, at the end of the day. <laughs> it fits the schedule. Uh, it has to. I think you just, you just kind of need it. It's, and that, I mean, kudos to you for building that sort of ecosystem. Was there, was there ever a point in time where you're like, this isn't going to work? Um, yeah, we, we had our issues, but not the collective. That's right. the one thing that, um, that stood, uh, uh, firm even through, um, uh, the worst, uh, storms. 
Um, so this we always it was always our strength. But I, I remember vivid, vividly uh, the dot com crash. It was not uh, so good. Uh, that week we had to let go a hundred people. My ex-wife divorced me. And it was uh, September 11th. So it was really, oh, wow. really bad week for me. Terrible week. <laughs> terrible week. But, um, you know, uh, with, with great people around, uh, around me, uh, we just plowed through and, yeah. and, 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 and survived through uh, the ordeal. What does it teach you, like, when you go, like, because th there's always going to be a next time, right? Even though that was a bad yeah. week. Yeah. Um, uh, did you have a divorce party, or did you, or you, did you cry? I, I did not uh, get divorced again, so that's okay. That's yeah, good. yeah. So, <laughs> so, but you, I think for most entrepreneurs and most businesses, like building up that resiliency yeah. over time is like, all right, you, you, every storm you encounter. Actually, I mean, it's cliche, but it makes you stronger. Yeah. Even though it's awful in the midst of it, like yeah. you know, what sort of grit did that give you, or resilience, or prepare you for the next challenge? Well, I think our. Um, Sidley, for, for the company itself, it, it was really about, because we had steered away a bit from our love of multidisciplinary thinking because digital got so big, as I was alluding to a bit right. earlier. So we sort of re-embraced our, our true passion, which is this, uh, this uh, experiential approach uh, to things and uh, mixing disciplines. So we, we, made, we made sure from that point on that uh, the the balance between the various disciplines was right, so I, I think at uh, the professional level that that was a, a great uh, learning. On the personal level, the the one thing I, I realized that it was a bit of a shock to me uh, back then, but I, I realized that I was not managing my properties right uh, priorities uh, right. I saw them as a as a, like a, um, I saw them vertically. Uh, so right. at the top uh, would be uh, would be work, although I, I pretended it was family. It was not true. And then uh, then after that, probably, yes, family. After that, uh, my wife. After that, my friends. After that, my health, et cetera, right. uh, from top to bottom. And of, and of course, what happens in the day is you never get to the bottom. So uh, sure enough, the business was doing great un until it crashed, of course. Uh, my wife uh, left with uh, the tennis uh, coach. Uh, my kids didn't see me. I was overweight. I didn't see my friends. Yeah. And then I realized I will never manage my life again like this. Uh, priorities uh, should be something that's horizontal. Right. And you go from right to, uh, to left and you make sure that every single uh, one uh, needs to be uh, catered to every single day. So that's, that's how I, I, I run my life now. It has made a huge uh, difference uh, to bring uh, a bit more balance in, uh, into the life, uh, the life of an entrepreneur. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, uh, I interviewed a guy by the name of Jason Maiden, who was like the mm -hmm. head of global brand design for Jordan for okay. like 14 years. Um, and I asked him something similar, like about yeah. work-life balance, because he's on the road a lot. Like, obviously, the Jordan mm -hmm. brand does some phenomenal things. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, there's no such thing as work-life balance. He's like, I make sure. So it's very similar to what you're saying. It's just like, they, like I take my family with me where I can, or if I'm, I stay connected to them. You know, even when I'm on the road, there's yeah. a lot of FaceTime. There's, you know, it's just, it's all life. You know, there's yeah. no work-life yeah. balance. It's just, it is life. Yeah. So, um, speaking of which, all right, here we go. You ready for me to read? I'm yes. a good. I'm a. I'm an excellent reader. Now I'm, I'm getting a me bit talk nervous. One day, I'm, I'm, I wonder what you picked up. <laughs> uh, you're under arrest. No, just kidding. You're not under arrest. <laughs> In the past, tribes existed for the purpose of survival and grew out of geographical proximity. Today, modern tribes form for radically different reasons. 
The way technology and the social fabric are evolving allows the development of often misunderstood groups whose members are drawn together to share their very special interests. Um, so this was about your art ex exhibition, your photography yes. exhibit, uh, Secret Societies. And the reason I, I pulled that one out, because I also feel like that really speaks to like marketing demography right like the what we look at like 18 to 24 year old male is yeah. probably the wrong lens to look at marketing anyway um but you've kind of captured it in this kind of like subculture photographic sense just like i don't know just what's your lens no pun intended. yeah yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> from a photography standpoint how's that tie back to like your own you know the business day-to-day -day stuff well, it's uh, there's probably a couple of topics uh, in there. Uh, first thing you should know is that I was when I started, uh, well, before I started my career uh, as a student, I uh, was is dating between uh, going to law school and uh, going to art school to study uh, photography. Um, so this is something that uh, goes way back and through my 20s, uh, because I had no balance between uh, my personal life and <laughs> exactly. my work life, I, uh, I don't sort think of 20 year olds have balance, but <laughs> I sort of forgot about uh, this passion of mine and I re-embraced it uh, about a decade ago. And uh, I'm, what I'm interested in um, is to capture the humanity of uh, people who sometimes are perceived as, as being marginal. Um, and of course, it used to be that very marginal people were by themselves uh, all alone. Uh, now they're by themselves with a lot of other people because they can actually connect. Um, so it, ha it has changed uh, this reality. And I, I love documenting that. So now what I do in photography is a mix between contemporary art um, and uh, documentary work. Yep. Um, so I've, I've shown my work in various uh, uh, galleries uh, in a couple of um, uh, festivals and biennials uh, around uh, the world. Uh, so that's something that I get really excited about, and not just because I love photography, but because I really, really believe in the concept of having passion projects that are aside from your normal day-to-day -day, uh, work. And that's precisely the reason why we created uh, the Sidley Collective uh, that you were uh, mentioning in a yeah. bit earlier. Sidley Collective, the concept is quite simple. Uh, we we fund uh, projects, that personal projects. It, it, we're not talking about business startups or that type of yeah. stuff. It has to be artistic. It's got to be a, a personal project. It's It has to be... Uh, a project that's that's done with collaborators. Um, it cannot be a solo projects, uh, but that's pretty much the only rules that exist. Wow. And uh, when you're when we like uh, the project, uh, we we fund uh, the production of the project, and we also allow people to put ten percent of their time. Uh, is it internally uh, for employees, or is it? Yeah, like but the very often employees will reach out to people outside okay. of Sydney, and uh, which is perfectly fine. Um, so we're, we're doing many uh, projects. So this has been running for, uh, for a long time now. So we've done, you know, uh, we've, we've, we've done music uh, compilations. Uh, but why? Like, why? Uh, like, parties, why? Like, why? Don't, don't you have enough uh, exhibitions? Like <laughs> uh, it's uh, I furniture, love it. uh, all kinds of stuff. It's, uh, it's crazy. Um, but, and why is that? Like, why is that part of your company culture, right? You, you don't well, hear that very often. Like, hey, like, well, actually, make this marketing campaign. And also, if if you more and more, endeavor. more and more uh, companies uh, understand, and of course, uh, Google is famous for that, uh, allowing employees to spend up to twenty percent of their time on personal projects. Uh, the belief is that uh, people who have passion projects uh, are passionate people, so they're the people you want to keep. 
plus it creates um, uh, a space uh, where you can really experiment. And there's a couple of things that actually turned into uh, businesses uh, right. over time for Sidley because we, uh, we, we ended up uh, uh, getting acquainted with, let's say, a new discipline. Or, and uh, we, we've had more than uh, one clients coming to us and say, hey, I want you know, something of a, a bit like what you do for Sidley Collective for my own brand and ended up uh, collaborating wow. with our own clients uh, within Sidley Collective, which is not the intent, by the way. It's not a business development tool. It's a, it's a, it's a talent development uh, and retention tool. So, but we the, the motto of the program is proudly wasting time and money since 1993. <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea is not to make it, uh, we don't want it to be too strategic. We want it to be a bit goofy and yeah. all over the place. And, you know, sometimes uh, some of the craziness uh, sticks and it turns into something uh, potent for us. But it's, it's really a byproduct of, of simply having a, a super uh, cool uh, program no, for people. I think people it's great because I, I think most c businesses are so focused on KPIs. Like if we yeah. implement this program, it better yield something, right? Yeah. We're going to put Oh, we also have KPIs for Silly Collective. We really need to waste. The last year it was half a million. So... We, we did That's achieve a good it. KPI. We, we, like uh, we achieved KPI. it. Yeah, we achieved it. <laughs> <laughs> I can report we, exactly. we did it. <laughs> we lost a, a, my all the money we targeted to. <laughs> it's been, it's That's an easy goal to accomplish, though. <laughs> it's easy to, <laughs> to waste time and money. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm, uh, but it, beyond the... Uh, it does make sense for us, obviously. But uh, the there's so many creatives, you know, talk about the projects that they... Uh, they would want to do or that they started and did not finish. That drives me crazy. And uh, the people who know me, especially my partners, they know that uh, I'm a finisher of things. Right. So when I hear people who talk about their, their uh, creative uh, dreams and do nothing about them, it drives me nuts. And, and part of why Sidley Collective exists is to, um, to eliminate uh, any form of excuse that people can yeah. come up with. Uh, that's great. Because yeah. I, I, that's one of the things that irks me too, especially if you're given like good advice or you have all the tools at your disposal to move your that idea to the next phase. Yeah. It's like, then why not? And if you can be a yeah. catalyst in that environment, that, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, used to have a, I used to manage a team and we would do uh, every Thursday, we'd do a two and a half hour brainstorming that is called Thunder Thursdays. Okay. And it was like, that's I, pretty cool. bring in an idea and nothing about the company. Like, okay. and so people would just cut like, but 60% of the stuff that came out of those sessions of ended course. up being really great for the company to use, yeah, right? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it's cultural or like product yeah. or whatever. Um, so, so I think it stems from the same uh, belief, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, so we're at this uh, Walmart Spark VIP lounge. There's a VR shopping experience. There's, There's a lot going on, actually. I was I was pretty uh, blown away when I, I walked in here. Look at these people here just <laughs> waving out the window. I feel like, I feel like uh, was it the... MTV VJs. When yeah, like yeah, that's it. Yeah. People are like standing outside the glass. Um, just, just less, except nobody knows just who less I am. Cool. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Wait, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, this interview's over, guys. So thank you. No, I think there's a lot in the world to see, just in general, right? Like VR, robotics, the artistic stuff that you guys have kind of approached, and even adding technology to that. Um, so I'm wondering what your current innovation crush is. Like, what's the thing that you're, you know, that that kind of is giving you goosebumps today? Well, it's going to sound very cliche, but um, one thing that surprises me uh, uh, being at uh, South by Southwest uh, two years in a row 
is how rapidly uh, buzzwords uh, seem to, uh, <laughs> to to disappear to be replaced <laughs> by new buzzwords. And I, of course, they're not just buzzwords; they're 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 actual concepts that are evolving in the world. But When I'm drinking, um, by the way, I call them buzzwords. I'm sorry. When I'm drinking. Yeah, <laughs> a little too much. Uh, I call them buzz. So <laughs> sorry to waste I, um, your time. I I was looking at uh, I was booking my schedule, and last year I think you know a talk or uh, uh, a session out, out of three was about uh, VR, and this year it's the same but with AI, and uh, find it, you know you have to to look for it if you want to find AR this year. Yeah, yeah. But we started um, uh, working AI or AR. I'm sorry, uh, uh, VR. Okay, all right. So I'm saying last year was all VR. This year, it's all uh, AI. And uh, we actually started working at C2 on uh, uh, creating uh, VR um, uh, workshop uh, sessions and VR talks. And um, it's, uh, it's something we started working on about a year ago. And now we're deep into actually making it work. And then we realized that we're going to be talking about it for many years to come before oh, yeah. it actually is something that uh, can be scaled up and then that, that can work properly. So um, my, my crush is about the, the follow through on some of the things that get hyped. Um, I, I, I like the deep dives to go from, oh, let's talk about this, right. uh, it's exciting, to going to, uh, you know, to knee deep into uh, going from excitement to actual delivery of, of things that uh, that can work in the yeah. real world. That's that's what gets me uh, excited. Because well, any idea is only as good as it gets executed. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> it's like going back to the, <laughs> the finisher uh, thing uh, the, in me, that's that's definitely something that, uh, that's important to me. Well, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on be, be, uh, as we wind down, you mentioned Q a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, um, I would love just for you to explain what that program, I know it's like based out of a Japanese, organization um, and then this whole collective about incubating ideas. Yeah, but well, actually, uh, Q is uh, a unit that, that's part of um, uh, HDY Holdings, uh, which mm -hmm. people don't know, but it's um, it's uh, uh, owned by the uh, Akuodo uh, group, uh, and that's that's better known. There's actually quite a few folks from Akuodo here. Uh, so Akuodo is both an agency and a holding group, and uh, Q is part of that. But what's really interesting about Q is that um, the, the vision is to build uh, a, a completely new form of advertising holding company. Actually, we, they, they refuse to call it a holding company, at the, and I think they're right, because it's not about holding uh, companies. It's about shepherding them into the future by making people uh, work together very closely so they, um, uh, they, 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 they wish... Uh, to build a, a very new uh, form of uh, parent company. Right. Um, so that's what we joined, and now we we love the um, uh, the the approach because it's it's truly a collective where none of the usual uh, politics and and you know financial administrative complications exist. There's none of that. And it's very stimulating intellectually. So the people who are in the group right now are, are uh, IDO. Uh, there's SY Partners, uh, brilliant uh, yeah. consultants in in, uh, in creative leadership transformation. There's uh, the very hot uh, digital shop, uh, Digital uh, Kitchen, um, the branding firm uh, Red Peak. 
um, a, a behavioral economics uh, firm called uh, BE uh, uh, that's based in uh, in Toronto. Um, so it's it's pretty exciting what's uh, shaping up, and and the vision of Q. Um, is to form a relatively small uh, uh, company with about, and that's why it's called uh, Q means uh, sphere mm. uh, around uh, in Japanese. It also need, uh, means... My Japanese uh, is a little rusty. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's <laughs> the only word. I, th I think it's the only <laughs> word I know. Um, and uh, it also means the number nine. And uh, that's pretty much a number of companies that uh, will be joining the group uh, over time. Um, and the vision is to help uh, not just business, but also uh, society. So uh, our motto is uh, creativity that propels a business and, and uh, society forward. And when you look at the, w the work that the companies uh, do, um, it is true, it's not just commercial. Right. Uh, some, uh, a, a large portion of the work that's done um, is social uh, work and the intersection uh, between uh, both. And, and that makes things uh, very, very interesting. So it's, uh, it's shaping up. It's only two years old, but the progress that has been made in two years is, is uh, breathtaking, in my opinion. So it's pretty exciting. Um, as, uh, every, every time you say something like... I, I, I feel so warm, uh, but also because there's this there's this thread of creativity that you talk about, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to what's the Jean-Francois Bouchard definition of creativity. Like, what's your personal take on it? Like, where does it kind of where's the arrow in the heart for you and in, in, in your work and business play life? Well, to to me, uh, I'm I'm not sure it's a definition, but the I. I think what nourishes uh, my own creativity the most is the notion of uh, blowing up borders uh, between disciplines, um, and not just disciplines, but also between business and art, um, between what's social, what's commercial, between cultures, uh, between genders. So th this whole notion of refusing the uh, the 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 boundaries right. th that are very often imposed on us uh, con unconsciously or consciously uh, that's something that goes uh, uh, very deep uh, for me and again when we started our careers people were basically laughing at us because we we were not coming from the industry uh, we were good at PR so we right. we, we, we got uh, visible very early. But they were like, who are these guys? You know, they 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 are architects and then app developers right. and well, apps that that's that's probably a bit more recent. But we would do an e-commerce site and then try to do a, let's say a, a store and right. then then a campaign. So and and to be honest, at some point, pretty much everything sucks. So <laughs> you know, we were we pretty, can do everything. We were well, avra right? like average at pretty much everything. But at some point, we got our groove because all the all the experiments in the various disciplines ended up uh, being a case of one plus one equals three, where what we were learning creatively in one discipline made us better in the other discipline. Yeah. But that took a while. So people were basically, we were the laughing stock of our industry for a while in our own little market in, uh, in Montreal. And, uh, but we, we deep down, we knew that uh, if one day uh, you work as a designer and then the following day, uh, you, you make an effort to also uh, be a, 
uh, uh, a UX uh, guy and right. the next day you try to figure out uh, interior design, at some point um, all uh, these um, uh, creative uh, experiments will take you to a better place. Right. So I, I guess that's what I'm passionate about. And, and C2 Montreal is a reflection of that as well. Uh, because um, uh, this is this is a place where obviously we celebra celebrate creativity. That that's what it's about. But we do it by bringing uh, people from all walks of uh, of right. life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this this is something that's very fundamental for us. Yeah, and I, it's funny because I think that really like echoes life, right? Where <laughs> you you go through all these trials and errors, and for I always say, like, career-wise, some of us knew we wanted to be doctors at the age yeah. of five. And there's some of us who like, no, nah, let's just keep trying and figuring different... This is my personal journey, so yeah. tears start to fall. Don't... <laughs> just ignore them. <laughs> but no, it's just like, ah, eventually it starts to all make sense. All the things that either you got laughed yeah. at or didn't quite work out the way you expected, start to go like, oh, here's my take on that. And then it really just takes off, right? Yeah. And you guys are, what, 600 employees or so, uh, somewhere? Yeah, around, yeah around about it? that. Yep. So so kudos to you for, for sticking with the journey yeah. and, and um, persevering. Yeah, plus adding the, the, you know, experimenting in terms of disciplines is one thing, but also uh, uh, experimenting with different cultures. Um, you know, we, we work uh, in many countries around the world. We have offices in, in uh, New York, uh, L.A., um, of course, Montreal, Toronto, and Paris, but we were probably in, I'd say, in 25 countries around the wow. world, and we learned so much uh, from that uh, as well. It's so enriching, but of course, sometimes it's also a bit painful. Uh, we've had our fair share of uh, very <laughs> painstaking experiences, <laughs> but it adds up to uh, a richer um, understanding, I, I think, of, um, of, of the world. So yeah, and the human experience. Better. Yes, absolutely. Um, so last but not least, complete this phrase for me. Innovation to me is... Mixing things up. <laughs> no doubt about it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, where can people find out more about you, uh, Sid Lee, C2, Sid Lee Collective, your well, photography? You, you, <laughs> like, you should probably uh, look up, uh, because it's coming uh, soon, uh, you should probably look up uh, C2 uh, Montreal online. But, um, you know, if, uh, if you have questions or if you want me to uh, hook you up with the right people at C2, uh, you can just uh, use my Twitter uh, handle, which is uh, uh, JF Bouchard. So JF Bouchard, uh, simply. And I'll B O U C H A R D. Correct. Yes. Um, so yeah, feel free to drop me a line, and uh, I'll be glad to help you out. You know, people online can't spell. They just like right. have you ever <laughs> looked at YouTube comments? You've been like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> yeah. um, so Especially thank you. Especially a French name. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, this has been another installment of Innovation Crush, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>